Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Lewis Black here. And before I start my rantcast, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be hitting the road. That's right. I'm going to be back out on tour and it all begins in Victoria, Canada. Check out the website, lewisblack.com. Please come out and join me. And if you, if you hear this, uh, this announcement, tell others, tell them to go to lewisblack.com if they're fans or even if they're not fans and they're looking for something to do, point it out to them. And you tell someone, and then they'll tell someone, and then they'll tell someone. And by the time it gets to the last person, they'll show up in another city that I won't even be performing at. And I hope that they enjoy whatever show they see at that theater. I'll be back in a moment with the Randcast. This could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello there, just a reminder, because I got to get the word out there somehow, and uh, opening the window and just shouting out has really had no effect, so uh, I, I think this will help a little more to let you know that I will be in Ohio, that's right, playing two casinos this weekend, because I guess they didn't get enough from me in Las Vegas. Uh, I will be at the MGM Northfield Park, uh, that's outside of Cleveland, and then uh, that's on Friday, October 20th, on the 21st, heading on to Cincinnati, where I'll be playing at the Hard Rock Casino. And the week after, on October 26th, I will be at uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, followed the 27th in Birmingham, Alabama, and then uh, just uh, couldn't be happier to be, and I'm serious, uh, to be back at the Beau Rivage. Uh, and we'll head over to Molly Malone's, a really favorite stop of mine, and Kathleen's on October 28th. I will be at the Beau Rivage. That's in Biloxi, Mississippi. I look forward to seeing you all out there, or just a few of you, or whoever can make it, or just if you think about it, it'll make me feel good. But let's get on to something a bit more important, really, and that is uh, the 149th episode of Lewis Black's Rantcast entitled Personal and Confidential. 
That's right. Uh, it is always tough for me to come up with a uh, title for the Rantcasts and uh, in one way or another to try to summarize something that I saw that week or felt that I brings together the way I'm feeling about myself and what's out there and, and just or something snappy and witty. And this week I was really stumped. There were a few ideas that came to mind. Uh, war isn't funny. Uh, that one floated along, and uh, I thought, really, just thought what I do is uh, just say that, intro it, and then have uh, me sit here and stare into the camera for for 15 minutes, silent. And then I thought about uh, war, what is it good for, and then absolutely nothing. Um, it has been a, a long, long week of uh, constant news, uh, in terms of the larger framework of uh, the uh, war that is taking place right now in the Middle East uh, between uh, the Hamas, who kind of came in, and and Israel. Uh, and uh, all I can say is, is that I think you've heard enough, and uh, you don't need to hear it from me, and we've got to move on to a few other things, because uh, it's... You know, if you really want to hear about it, and certainly much more instructive than anything I have to say, you know, turn on your TV and just keep flipping back and forth between all of the channels because uh, because I have really nothing to add except that it is, um, this is terror on a level I've not seen in quite some time and tragedy uh, that is epic and uh, put it alongside the Ukraine and uh, uh, you, you kind of go, boy, is the, the Jim Jordan vote madness? Yeah, with a small M. Um, the, it's horrific what is happening out there. And one other thing I'd like to say is, is the violence that is flashing up uh, because of this war throughout the United States. Just stop it, okay? All right? Just stop it. It's not, it's, you know, it is, this is not your war. You're Americans. Uh, you can have a side, uh, but you don't go after people who are on the other side here, okay? Enough is enough, all right? Uh, the division here is uh, psychotic enough. It doesn't need this kind of dash of uh, cayenne pepper or whatever you want to call it, and it's certainly not a dash. It's just stop it and, uh, and get it together, okay? Uh, we have enough to worry about here. And if we if we keep our house in order, uh, it may help the rest of the world keep their house in order. That's all I got to say. And I'm going to move on because really this is not about the war that's taking place. No, this is about personal and confidential. And I called it that because I opened my mailbox and there was, look at this. Uh, let's get that up there. Personal and confidential from who? Josh Hawley. Trying not to show that address so that you're all showing up at my door going, where are my free tickets? Uh, Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri. <laughs> yeah, me and you. The senator could say that too. He is the senator from Mimi. He is the senator from Missouri. It's someone that Kathleen has uh, yelled and screamed about. Uh, uh, a really a kind of a major jackass, epic proportions. And he wrote to me. He wrote me a personal note. It, that's what he said. It's personal and confidential for money. Uh, it, it, really? And it's if, if I could see 
personal and confidential, but he was asking me for money because, you know, he was got stuck outside of Missouri and he didn't have enough money to get home, was stuck in some other state or, you know, the, the variety of reasons you might ask for the note to be personal and confidential because you may need money for some sort of surgery. You can't pay for it, even though you're a U.S. senator and get it practically, well, you know, the best health insurance in the world, uh, apparently. But no, um, this was to ask me for money, whether I can send 3300 2000 1000 whatever I got, you know, whatever few, few bits of coin I have to get it out to him so he can win this election, even though he's pounding uh, his opponents. And uh, he reached out to me, and he reached out in the following fashion. Time sensitive, please read immediately. Urgent response. Urgent response needed from Josh Hawley. Even though the world needs him to urgently respond to what the fuck is going on out there, he's got time to write to me. And he wrote it. He hand wrote it, you can see. Yes, Siri Bob. Like all of them. That's the other thing. I'm going to be skipping around because this made me insane. They, they do this all the time, these people. It's not just them. Others do it. Those who are looking... Uh, and, and rightfully so, to raise funds for for charities and uh, uh, important causes. <laughs> Josh Hawley not really being one, but don't play don't play me for an idiot. I know you didn't write this schmuck, and there's no reason to put it like this. And you didn't even write it in cursive, okay? Because uh, God knows you probably don't know how to write it, and you're hoping that uh, in case I can't read cursive, that I'll be able to read what you wrote out here. This has got to stop, okay? We're not, this foolishness of printing it out this way. Just print out, quite simply, write it out. I need money, please give me. That's all you got to do, all right? Instead of this bullshit, you know, six page, <laughs> six pages. It's six pages of this nonsense. I, I can't imagine what it cost. And, and for him to refer to me as a fellow conservative, and I do have some conservative events. I certainly do which is why it's always maddening when I've got uh, folks over the last few years, well, you're not funny anymore now that you're just a radical, you know, psychotic socialist. I've been telling you I'm a socialist, okay? All right? And it has no effect, as I told you, and it has no effect. And if you think the Democrats are socialists, you're idiots, okay? (laughs) Most of them have no idea what the word means. But Josh Hawley calls them corporatists. Yes, sir, Bob, they're, they're corporatists as opposed to the Republicans. I mean, come on. I'm not a, I'm an idiot. Josh Hawley was one of the few senators who objected uh, to the uh, electoral college's result. He, he objected to the the uh, legitimacy of, of the electors and was looking to kind of make sure that, uh, you know, as of January 20th, that Donald Trump was the uh, president. Say he's considered by many to be kind of number two in line behind Donald Trump in terms of uh, preventing the uh, election from taking place. Uh, the the results uh, being um, out there and legitimized. Uh, he's he's number two, but behind Trump in terms of helping create the atmosphere that. Uh, that, that made January 6th a uh, completely uh, over-the-top attack of the, the Congress of the United States. Unbelievable. And then he's sending me <laughs> a letter. A letter, yeah. But he wrote himself. And he thinks me, I'm going to respond? Are you kidding me? 
Uh, I am though. Uh, it, it's 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 unbelievable to me that he would do that. But what really warms the the cockles in my heart of a rarely used expression anymore, but it certainly does that that he considers me a fellow conservative, and I am tired of people screaming at me that I'm not funny anymore because I'm a radical crazed uh, and uh, you know and uh, but he said I'm a uh, I'm a conservative. So those of you who think I'm a, a crazed, uh, liberal, radical, whatever you want to call it, a bomb thrower, no. No, Josh Hawley's giving me the bona fides. And so, uh, so shut up and, and uh, really, you know, keep it to yourself or I'm going to sick Josh on you. And you saw what happened on January 6th. So, you know, better watch out. <laughs> He'll, he's going to make your life a living hell, you know? Maybe not, since I don't think I'll be sending him any money. Nope. Um, it's It's been kind of a, a hell of a week. We, uh, you know, between the, the news pouring in at us and, uh, but for me, uh, we had uh, some, some trouble traveling. I could, uh, if you're interested, to follow the story of our uh, journey from Reading Pennsylvania up the Pennsylvania Turnpike for an hour in which we got stuck uh, in traffic uh, uh, because, uh, well, the bus we were on, a new bus, because the old bus had broken down. And this has not happened in the 16, 17 years that I've been getting around the country in that fashion, which I've had to do because of the amount of folks I'm taking and because I, it's easier to go to do that than go airport excuse me, airport to airport to airport. Uh, but th- it finally, the, <laughs> the fragile deck of cards, you know, that the stack uh, crumbled and uh, <laughs> we've got, we found ourselves that the whole electrical system on the bus froze and we were stuck on the turnpike and it took a while for us to get out of the lane we were in on the Pennsylvania turnpike. And all I could think was, okay, this is how it happens. You know, you pull the the side, you don't get off the road, then somebody crashes into you, and then that's that. And they talk about you the next day on the news, and it's another uh, highway fatality. And it's just, we sat there for a good, it took, well, it, to make it simple, it took uh, eight hours or nine hours from Reading to uh, Rochester, where I have to thank the good folks of uh, Red, a terrific, remarkable restaurant who. Uh, who fed us after the show, which is always a, a treat. We never really get to sit down and do that. It was just remarkably comforting to be able after that, uh, the stress of the day, which is certainly not like the stress of what is happening around the world. But it, for us, it's, you know, we got there 15 min- minutes before the show. And uh, and afterwards, we were able to sit down and just take a moment to, to take a breath over some really great food. So thank you. Uh, Red, if you're R E D D, if you're ever in Rochester, I'm telling you, uh, after you have, you have uh, lunch at Dinosaur, you have dinner at Red. Just a tip. Reason enough to visit Rochester, New York, which is really starting to blossom as a city again. Unless uh, I missed a few things along the way, and folks of Rochester can certainly uh, confirm or let me know that I'm out of my, my fucking mind. Um, also, uh, last week, I forgot to mention, it was the uh, running of the Bulls, something that I attended when I was 18. 
and uh, it was an extraordinary experience. I did not run with the bulls. Why? Because I'm not a fucking idiot. Okay. I mean, they're real bulls. You can see them through this kind of the wood. And it's, it's really not wide enough that if you wanted to get out of the way and there's not, it, it doesn't, it, it, it can't even be that wide goes through these narrow streets. It's, it's an insanely uh, remarkable experience. Uh, even if you're just, I mean, if you're watching it and you're, you're half in the bag, I mean, you get there and you immediately, it's the whole thing, wine skins, you're drinking out of them. It's a great thing. It's a, it's a great visit. Is it, is it uh, barbaric in its own? It, it's, it's barbaric when you get into the ring and they're, uh, um, they're letting these bulls come at the, the people. I did not know that part of it. I for, did not uh, know about that. And uh, they do it for seven days, I think, uh, six or seven days. And then they have a bullfight, which is also whoo, rugged to watch. And, uh, but, you know, tells its own kind of story, uh, its own myth to the folks out there. And uh, they have yet to uh, come to grips with the violence against animals. So that is, uh, I'm not going to sit here and go through that. I really just, what I really wanted to get to was how in a, a story that I saw last week about the running of the polls and someone from CBS, NBC, ABC went there and they said that, the way people found out about this now was through social media. And that is the way the world has changed. And it was, uh, we found out about it, my friends and I, uh, through a book called The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway, which made me think, wow, it, 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 the novels and fiction were the social media of the time. And they were real social media because somebody actually had to spend time thinking this shit out so that they were sending you a longer message of, oh, and look at this, and here's a context, and there's a romanticism to this, and even though it is completely psychotic, and it's Ernest Hemingway, who was macho to the, the millionth power, uh, it was the, it, the, it was the, the tale that, that drove us over there, not a group of pictures of people <laughs> running from bulls. We just read about it. We said, well, let's go see it. So there was still some mystery to it. It was really one of the most extraordinary days and a half I've ever spent. And boy, uh, it really redefined the word drunk for me. Boy, I was drinky, dranky, drunk. And the wine was excellent. And the uh, the wine skin or the wine gourd cost like two bucks to fill it up was nothing. And you're running around with people. This would never occur now. But boy, and we're escorting that, uh, that incredible... Uh, buckets of wine down each other's throats. You're walking along, people go, come on. And we're passing bottles around. It was, it was just, there was, it was just joyful. And uh, when you're that drunk, we, and then at like six in the morning, we're in a, a place we'd gone into to get, get warm, I guess. And, and, um, and we, they were dancing, dancing at five, six, four, five, six in the morning. Just still rolling along, folks. They were still rolling along. Um, and uh, we went, we did the, the whole trip. We went from, they, this guy didn't even talk about it. You go from San Sebastian down to Pamplona. You kind of go there and you gather with others who were getting ready to go. It was a tremendous experience. And uh, it was nice to, to, to think about it again. And, uh, and so that's, 
really uh, where I am. That's it. That's what I got to tell you. Uh, except one more thing before I head out uh, and go see my shrink. <laughs> yes. uh, there's a new poll showing that Republican voters regard Donald Trump as more religious than any other presidential candidate. Huh? Hang on to your hats, right? Fully 53% said they consider Trump a person of faith. How? 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 Is that possible? And, and that he's it, 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 more than, than Mike Pence? Seriously? It, it, more than uh, Ron DeSantis? Yes, for sure. I mean, I don't think, you know, that's, that's that kind of lip service. Mike Pence is definitely in that kind of category. He's not kidding around. Not the way he talks about his wife and marriage and the whole thing. No. But to say that Donald Trump is religious... And a man of faith is, if, if you, you, you lose your, I think you lose your Christian card. I mean, come on. Even I, a Jew, I have more faith than he does. I met millions of people I know who are agnostic have more faith than he does. So they're certainly more religious than he does. Somebody who has spewed some of the venom that has come out of his mouth. He's like a, it's like if a 10th grader was allowed to wander around and just point their fingers and nobody taught him any lessons in terms of etiquette, humility, and about 35 other things that you should be taught by the time you're out of high school. Unbelievable. And then goes on to college. But much like, you know, he goes to Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania, Ivy League. He, Holly goes to Stanford and to... Uh, and to Yale and gets a, a, a law degree at Yale. It, it, this is insanity. The Ivy League has graduated some people now that I'm beginning to think you take their accreditation away, okay? You know, I, conservative is conservative, but, you know, conservative leading to madness where Hawley is at or, or, or where uh, Donald Trump is in terms of religiosity, I, or they're not in terms of that, but in terms of just the... Mature, the immaturity of him. Uh, you just go, really? This is an education? Where, where, how is this possible? And that's really it. I mean, I, was, I, I am stunned. And I leave you with that. It's an absolutely stunning piece of, of, of information. Who are these people? Who, who are they polling? How many people did they possibly poll? Huh? Were they living in a bunker somewhere and they knocked on the door and said, how many of you think I, enough is enough. I just want to thank you for uh, the, all of you who have been continued to send in some really great rants. I've read a number this week uh, coming to us from uh, all over the place as the, the tour is enrolled. And, and let me just thank everyone who's come out to see the, the first uh, 10 or 12 shows that I've been able to get get done out there, and uh, I, I can't tell you how deeply I appreciate that uh, you joining me. And I hope to see many more of you out there. I'm, I'm I think that I'm onto something with the new set, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. And it, and it, and I'm you know, and you're going to be a big help in terms of uh, what ultimately be, it becomes, because you always have been that. Yep, you're the editor. You know, I'm just a mouthpiece. <laughs> And it's been good mouthing off today. Uh, I think you'll enjoy these uh, these new rants, and um, 
I hope that you have as good a week as is possible. And if you need to turn the TV off just to rest, do it. Okay. Most importantly, take care of yourselves and, 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 and realize what a privilege and a pleasure it is for me to spend time with you. Thanks. See you next week. 150. Wow. We're rolling. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Roy Bailey, um, is a bit enraged by the AARP, and uh, I was enraged for the same reason. So I'm I'm glad he's uh, he's he's spoken about it. I have only so many as much time to get out my uh, my angst, and so uh, Roy, thanks for writing this out and sharing it. I'm 59 this year. At 49, I started to receive mailings from the AARP. I could rip them up, and they countered. That with plastic fake membership cards. Huh? It hurt my fingers and wrists as I couldn't rip it up. I was pissed. I looked inside and it said, sign up and get a free gift. For the past 10 years of mailings, the gift has always been travel luggage, blankets, or a backpack. Now, if the gift was a lap dance voucher at a gentleman's club, a blowjob, a happy ending, and a massage parlor, I would sign up immediately. Then a free one every five years? (laughs) I know it won't happen. So look, I have a plan. I want to go out on my own terms. Maybe I get a diagnosis and I have three months left. Then I will sign up multiple times to the AARP and receive all the luggage. Give the luggage to a seamstress to modify and sew the luggage together. And at my funeral, I will be laid in the AARP luggage and sent into the furnace with my rigor mortis hand raised with the middle finger up. Ah, yes, the salute of a ranter. Roy Bailey, thank you. From Will Kovacs, what in the actual fuck is going on in Washington? Huh? And I don't mean the state nobody cares about. Has there ever been a more worthless collection of individuals elected to do absolutely nothing? You mean to tell me that Matt Gates was the sperm that found the egg? Don't worry, I didn't pull a Lauren Boebert and give the person next to me a handy. It's not like the other side of the aisle is any better. Bunch of corpses clinging to power. At least Diane Feinstein had the dignity to go back to her old job hosting tales from the crib. 
enjoy your time in Utica. I did. You'd be the first. No, I wasn't. Most beautiful theater, one of the most beautiful theaters I've been in. And okay, the rant is over. My fingers hurt. You were like banging away at the keyboard. And I'm glad you did, Will. Glad you did. Jonathan Reggio wants to rant about a couple in Vancouver, uh, which in a way will allow me to get off my chest a feeling about some of the folks who, who continue to show up at my show and make like life a living hell. Uh, for some of the uh, for some of the folks in the audience who happen to be stuck near them, or around them, or even within ten or fifteen rows of them, sometimes. The following rant is directed toward this is Jonathan Reggio. The following rant is directed toward those members of the audience that won't shut the fuck up. Okay, in particular, the inebriated married couple that was sitting to my left at your recent show in Vancouver. I need to also preface the rant with the fact that the wife of the couple had her service dog with her. Oh, the poor creature. The husband of the couple was seated immediately next to me, and during your performance, he is the guy who shouted, we missed you. I remember this. And you responded, and you felt the need to share that? He's also the one who walked up to the edge of the stage after you ended your performance and reached up to shake your hand. This guy was an insufferable prick to everyone around. As he made his way to his seat, he was stumbling while trying to maintain a hold of whatever alcoholic beverage he purchased. He felt the need to tell me that this was their first time seeing you live. This was also my first time seeing you, but I didn't think we were in a drunken group therapy session discussing our feelings. So I kept it to myself. The downward spiral continued when the couple kept arguing out loud about how to properly set their cell phone cameras to record video and repeated failing to figure it out. My brain would start to hear the ghost of Christmas past, but then would hear, you should push this. No, that's not right. Yes, it is. Push it. Push it. That's that's not the setting. Then a laugh would come from the audience, and I and the people to my right, having missed the punchline, would look left and 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 fight back the urge to grab the phones and throw them towards the exit doors. Apparently not drunk enough and needing another, or perhaps needing to take a piss, the husband got up early in the performance to walk to the back of the theater, and I wish I was making this up, stepped on the front left paw of his wife's service dog. As I said, the poor creature. The descent into madness continued after he got back and his wife spilled her drink on the floor. The poor service dog, needing to take the edge off, started licking up the spilled alcohol. And who can blame the dog for that? At the beginning of intermission, I texted my brother, who's also a fan of yours, to relay the unfortunate incident of the dog's paw. He said, Sounds like that dog needs a drink. I replied back that it already got one. During intermission, the people to my right intelligently moved over one unoccupied seat to get away from the drunken fucks to my left. I turned to the husband and told him that I could not hear the jokes because they were talking. He drunkenly and characteristically over-apologized for any embarrassment they were making for themselves, claiming they were trying to get their phones to record, to video record the performance. I kept responding, I responded, saying that they probably should not be doing that. 
Also, characteristically, he would pat and poke my shoulder to emphasize his apologies, as if I were his best buddy. And we were on familiar relations. Every time he poked me in the shoulder, I wanted to poke him in the eye so that he also could benefit from having a service dog. To my fellow audience members, just because some of us are fortunate enough to sit in the first rows doesn't make the performance, to use Lewis's word that night, a town hall. Have a drink or two, take a seat, relax, and shut the fuck up! Thank you, Jonathan. Um, I'm sorry that yeah, that that went on, and I'm really, uh, I wish next time, if you're in that situation, report it to the usher, and I know a lot of the times they do nothing about it, but they really need to. And we, we actually, uh, my tour manager, Ben, really um, tries to make an effort to tell them, tell the ushers that they have to, you know, that's part of their job when a comic comes in, to, uh, to pay attention to those who are uh, disrupt, being disruptive. Oh, well, we do what we can, and I'm sorry if it ruins your evening, because uh, I love coming to Vancouver, and it was, it was nice to be there. Um, sorry about that, Jonathan. Kelly Odell has uh, two rants. I like them both. I'm going to read them both. I saw what appeared to be a committee session where they, maybe it was the NRA, were arguing that there shouldn't be taxes on guns because of the Second Amendment. Bullshit. I live in Georgia, and we have to pay a food tax, for Christ's sake. Not just for prepared food. I, I think that's a different tax. But for the things like milk and eggs, I think the tax, that tax is bullshit too. If we have to pay taxes on goddamn food, they can pay fucking taxes on a gun purchase. The NRA can suck my left tit. I have another fucking rant. Women's health care. We all know that there are states that have blocked certain procedures. This pisses me the fuck off. Republicans question, do you want to approve full term or after birth abortions? Just fucking say yes. Then add, if you're stupid enough to believe that's a thing, then you're too stupid to make any decisions about women's bodies. For fuck's sake, if it was a man's body, the idea would die at the first email floating the idea. Come on, get your hands off my body. Well, Kelly, uh, Thank you for <laughs> double trouble. Thanks so much. Here's hoping that they do uh, get their hands off your body. But I like the fact that you're yelling to get off your hands off your body and you're telling the NRA to suck your left tit. Spectacular. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly. 
to the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.